Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Friday, February 19th. S&P futures are up about 13 points. That's about 33 basis points. NASDAQ futures are up about 50 points. That's about 38 basis points. Both the NASDAQ futures and S&P futures were trading lower um, overnight. They they started rebounding at around 1 a.m. They've since rallied back into the green. The major European indices are trading up about 20 to 50 basis points. You are seeing strong outperformance in luxury stocks in Europe after two positive earnings reports from Hermes and Montclair. You are seeing Danone and BE Semiconductor trade up in Europe as well. Both had um, strong earnings. You were seeing mild underperformance in energy, utilities, media, retail, and healthcare in Europe. Mining stocks also continue to do well in Europe. Remember, mining stocks are kind of ground zero for people who are trying to capture reflation exposure. So the SXPP, that's the Sam X-Ray Peter Peter Index, which contains most of the major global mining stocks, is up about 13% month to date. Renault is one of the weakest stocks in Europe um, after the automaker posted sluggish earnings. Asia was mixed overnight. You had weakness in um, Japan, Taiwan, Australia, and India, but mainland China and Hong Kong traded well. Um, so a couple of items to note this morning, although, you know, again, in general, I don't think there's anything too dramatic. The flash PMIs came out from Australia, Japan, and Europe. I would say the European ones are on balance pretty encouraging. You had a sharp increase in manufacturing, which was um, obviously nice to see. Services fell a little bit short. Services are most levered to COVID trends, um, but the decline wasn't too dramatic. And I think the manufacturing um, strength, I think, overshadows the small services weakness. Yellen gave an interview on CNBC that hit after the Thursday close in which she touted the Biden stimulus plan. I don't think anyone should be too surprised just talking about how the economy needs, um, you know, a very large um, uh, fiscal stimulus jolt despite signs of improvement and despite the vaccine progress. Um, so I think that's, you know, a, a small factor uh, contributing to the rally as well. I also think you're seeing some anticipation of Powell's testimony. He will appear before the House and Senate next week um, to present the Fed semi-annual uh, monetary policy report. Um, you know, I think the I think Powell and, and nearly every other Fed official has been very adamant in defending the current policy framework. I don't really think that's a big deal. Markets widely assume that he will repeat that. I think what could be very interesting is the extent to which he's asked about the increase in, in yields. Um, and then, uh, you know, to the extent anyone asks about possible Fed responses to that, you know, there there is one tool in his kit that could be utilized um, in that he could shift the duration of the existing quantitative easing. So the Fed is buying $120 billion um, per month, including 80 of treasuries and 40 of mortgages. Um, you know, For the treasury component in particular, he could shift the purchases further out on the curve. He was asked about this back in December, did not sound very thrilled with the idea, kind of pushed back on um, the Fed enacting it, although you know his thoughts could change given that 10-year yields are up about 40 basis points year to date. Um, you know, so that is something that next week during the testimony, um, you know, obviously would certainly be, um, you know, received well by stocks. Um, you know, I think in general, though, just taking a step back, despite all the hand wringing around, around yields and, you know, yields certainly are a risk to equity multiples. Um, you know, I don't think markets have moved nearly enough to prompt some type of a Fed intervention. Um, you know, 10-year yields are up 40 basis points, but I think for now, that is a healthy response to improving fundamentals. You've barely seen equities move off their highs. Um, you know, stocks have have absorbed that that yield increase relatively well. 
Um, you know, so I don't think the Fed needs to panic and come out um, with some type of rhetorical response. But again, um, you know, there will be an extended Q&A and I would suspect someone will ask him about the move in yields. Um, and to the extent he suggests that a duration adjustment is possible, that obviously would be positive. So that's next week for the Fed. Um, in terms of other macro items, there's not too much else to talk about. Um, we will get the U.S. last PMIs out later this morning at 945. Obviously, if they are strong, that probably could place further upward pressure on yields. Um, you know, For me, I think the next most important economic data point, though, will be the January PCE, which is the Fed's preferred inflation reading. That comes out next Friday, the 26th. To the extent that is, you know, muted, um, you know, obviously that would, I think, provide some relief around the current inflation anxiety um, and prompt a rally in treasuries. Um, there were a bunch of earnings out last night um, and, and a lot out of Europe this morning, which I mentioned before. Um, you know, some of the highlights in the U.S. last night was applied materials. So that's another January end number. Very strong report, very strong guidance. Um, you know, semi-equipment end markets are doing very well. That's not too surprising. A lot of their, a lot of AMAT's peers have said similar, but obviously, um, you know, a positive data point nonetheless. And then a bunch of other stocks, including Roku is out um, and a few others. Again, none of them that are really kind of of macro importance. Um, for the calendar today, you are looking at, again, the U.S. flash PMI is at 945. A couple more earnings reports. Deer will be the big one. Um, and then there will be a trio of Biden catalysts. So Biden is due to visit a Pfizer manufacturing, a Pfizer vaccine manufacturing plant in Michigan. He will also address virtually his first G7 summit, and then he'll also separately address um, a, a international security conference being held by um, by an international organization. Both of those events, he will likely you know endorse U.S. EU ties. Um, you know, obviously talk about combating COVID bolstering global growth. Um, there may be some China rhetoric in there too. So those are going to be the main catalysts for today. Um, and that is essentially everything for this morning. I published two new macro pieces. Um, one of them is a is a cheat sheet on kind of where everything stands with stimulus, both fiscal and monetary, the next steps coming up on the fiscal front, um, followed by, you know, possible Fed actions. And I talk in there about, you know, again, this this duration adjustment to quantitative easing. Um, on the fiscal front, you could see the House pass next Friday, the 26th, its version of the Biden bill, that $1.9 trillion stimulus bill. You know, there will have to be some modifications made to get um, to get that bill through the Senate. But, you know, the rough timeline is to have something back on Biden's desk by the middle of March, uh, middle to end of March. That's probably that's still, um, you know, I think a, a reasonable time frame to wrap that up. Um, there's also this question of what comes after the one point nine trillion dollar bill. There's you know, that's just part one. There is a huge infrastructure um, focused recovery bill, the whole, the quote unquote build back better plan that will be presented once the one point nine trillion dollar bill is passed into law. Um, so again, where everything stands with that, the price tag, um, you know, will it contain tax hike proposals? It's very likely it will contain tax hike proposals. So I talk all about that in the cheat sheet on stimulus. Um, and then the latest bull bear conversation I published yesterday too. So both those are on the website. I have links to them in the piece this morning. Reach out if you would like a copy of them. Uh, and that is essentially everything for today. Thank you for listening.